Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we debunk the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. And today, we are going to be so breastfeeding, 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 because this is what? Yes, this is World Breastfeeding Week. And so I would like to wish everyone a very happy and productive, actionable World Breastfeeding Week. And so I'd like to just start out by maybe just giving you just a teeny bit of history about World Breastfeeding Week, because, you know, a lot of us kind of go into this and it's like, yeah, every week or every year, rather, it's World Breastfeeding Week. And then we say, do I really know anything about that? So the question that I get most frequently is, uh, why was August 1st chosen as the start date for World Breastfeeding Week? And it was actually because the Innocenti Declaration, which, of course, is that declaration that brought about the protect promote and support breastfeeding, that was signed on August 1st. And so originally they thought, oh, let's have a day of it. And then somebody said, hey, we're going to have a day of it. Let's have a week of it. And so now we do have World Breastfeeding Week. World Breastfeeding Week is celebrated throughout the globe. And most countries, as I understand it, do celebrate on the August 1st week. Although I do know of some countries that celebrate it at different times. I know, for instance, Canada does celebrate it at a different time. So my friends in Canada, if you're doing it in October, no problem. Just just pull up this podcast a little bit later. All right. And uh, more importantly, what I'd like to help you to understand for this year at least, well, every year really, There is a theme and some objectives. So this year, the theme is breastfeeding foundation of life. And more specifically, the World Alliance for Breastfeeding Advocacy, that is WABA, they're the folks that always head this up every year, they have established four objectives for World Breastfeeding 2018. And I'm going to zap those off to you, and I I quote directly. Number one, inform people about the links between good nutrition, food security, poverty reduction, and breastfeeding. Number two, anchor breastfeeding as the foundation of life. Number three, engage with individuals and organizations uh, for greater impact. Number four, galvanize action to remember breastfeeding as part of good nutrition food security, and poverty reduction. I got to tell you that when I read these to my husband, he said, galvanize, that's zinc oxide. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, right, honey. Well, not exactly. So in our last segment, I'm going to talk to you a lot about a secondary meaning of galvanize that you might not be familiar with. But anyway, in the short haul, what I want to talk to you about here is These objectives 
what I find is that when objectives or goals get written, sometimes people just think they're kind of pie in the sky, and so they don't really know what to do with them. And what I'd like to help you to do is to go to the WABA site. They have some globally appropriate ideas and resources to help you in your efforts. And by the way, those are written in nine different languages. And by now, you've probably figured out that I only speak one, okay? However, if you're looking for some ideas that are very U.S.-centric ways to inform, anchor, engage, and galvanize all year long, look no further. I'm going to be offering a free download each day for the next five days. So you should visit every single day. And by the way, even if you're listening to this in October, those downloads will still be there for you. However, there's a big thing here. I would encourage you that if you're listening to this now, start now. Because on my new website, and by the way, this is kind of like your little homecoming gift to me, or no, I guess that would be a housewarming gift. I'd like you to enter into a drawing that we'll have because some lucky winner is going to get a $25 gift certificate. It is a gift certificate for Amazon.com. And if you do that, not only will you have a chance at the $25 gift certificate, but you will automatically have access to our giveaways throughout this week. So don't delay because we're not going to fiddle around with that too long, okay? But just click to get started. It is mariebiancuso.com. And this is, by the way, our official rollout of my new site. I've been having sort of a soft launch for the last few weeks. But now it is official. I am at MarieBianCuzzo.com, M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com. And there will be free downloads for you there for actionable items for World Breastfeeding Week. So that the first one is about informing people. And what they say is we need to inform people about the links between good nutrition, food security, poverty reduction, and breastfeeding. So, you know, here's the thing. It's kind of easy to look at that and think, oh, they mean tell people the benefits of breastfeeding. Well, okay, you can do that if you want to. And there's nothing wrong with that. It might be a good idea. It just can't be your only idea. Because informing is so much more than just talking about the benefits of breastfeeding. You're like, Marie, how do you figure that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm just totally not convinced that people uh, telling people the benefits of breastfeeding is really persuasive enough to get them to actually sign up to breastfeed. How many of us know the benefits of exercise? And maybe we've even signed up for the Y. I know, for example, that I'm supposed to go to the Y after I get through doing this show. I already can feel myself not wanting to go, all right? But being a home on a couch, as a couch potato is not going to get me to my goal. How many of us know the benefits of eating fish? And yet we sit down in the restaurant and, boy, that prime rib steak, that's just calling our name, all right? Which, by the way, I actually do not like fried bread, but most people do. So 
I'm kind of coming from two standpoints here. One is the scientific literature, and the other standpoint that I'm coming from is my own personal clinical experience of helping parents for almost 40 years now. And what I have seen is that just preaching the benefits of breastfeeding, uh, I find that it, it works best when the family, and yes, I said the family, not just the mother, is committed to something bigger than just their own agendas, their own fears, their own values, their own misunderstandings. They've got to get past all of that or this benefits of breastfeeding stuff falls on pretty much deaf ears. Because here's the thing. Haven't you ever heard uh, families, mothers, grandmothers, whoever say, breastfeeding is difficult, breastfeeding ties you down, breastfeeding hurts, breastfeeding, blah, 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 fill in the blank, all right? So they're not going to be very receptive to you or me preaching about the benefits of breastfeeding or how great our own breastfeeding experience was or anything else because they're still stuck on, this doesn't sound like a very good idea to me, all right? So I think that, that preaching these benefits, I think it works if the person listening to your message doesn't have any serious aversions to the idea of breastfeeding, all right? This would be like talking to me about whitewater rafting, okay? I don't care how many benefits it has. It sounds like a crappy idea to me. I don't really want to get in the water. I don't want to learn to do it. I... I, no thanks. I don't care. Right, tell me something else I can do. And by the way, my other personal thing on this is that talking about the benefits of breastfeeding really doesn't normalize breastfeeding. You know, we don't talk about the benefits of clean air, do we? No. Instead, what do we do? We talk about the risks of pollution. So I posit to you that we're better off talking about the risks of formula feeding. Now I want you to think about this. Have you ever noticed that the formula companies don't object when we talk about the benefits of breastfeeding? Ever noticed that the formula companies themselves, they say breast is best. No problem, you go look for that, you'll find it, I promise you. And that's because they know what I know. They know that reciting a lit litany of benefits is really not persuasive enough to get people to do something that they just don't want to do. Okay? We're back to the uh, eating your fish or doing your exercise. If you just don't want to do it, you're just not going to do it. Just a story here, but I think it's a good one. I was a founding member of the United States Breastfeeding Committee, and I stayed on that committee for about a decade. And at one point, we launched an ad with a pregnant woman on a skateboard, and it was, of course, a public service announcement. And when we did that, the formula companies were livid, absolutely livid. And there was some political tussle. I can't remember what all that was about. And I suspect there was probably some backroom frustrating about what got done. Even the American Academy of Pediatrics got into it. They opposed the ad because they said, well, 
you wouldn't put a pregnant woman on a skateboard. And this is not equivalent to taking risks with breastfeeding. Well, yeah, it is. Well, uh, or rather, risks with formula feeding, excuse me. And by the way, for as long as I ever can remember, people have told me that the American Academy of Pediatrics has a long history of accepting money from formula companies. And I don't have any proof of that. I just know what I've heard. But certainly they objected to this ad. What was their motivation? I can only speculate. But I will tell you this. They insisted that we focus on the positive. So even though we had our best attempts, the original ad was killed. And what we ended up with was just a watered-down version that didn't really get at the whole idea of the risks of formula feeding. Truth is, <coughs> the United States Breastfeeding uh, Committee, as well as plenty of other organizations, have preached these positives for decades. And honestly, it, it, it's made maybe a little difference, but not a whole lot. So when we listed the risks, and when we got all of that resistance, kind of made us realize that maybe this was an effective strategy. So I'm going to break, but when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about what actually does work. So don't go away. I'm going to give you some tips for doing this in form in a way that makes sense. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. And remember, we have some specials going for you this week at my new website, our official opening of the website. It is MarieBiancuso.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-E-O. Make sure that you get your free stuff, okay? Because we have some downloads for you, some very cool things, and I've kind of rigged it so that each one of the downloads is related to each one of these anchors, uh, excuse me, objectives that the World Health Organization and the WABA have put together to inform, anchor, engage, and galvanize. But anyway, back to what I was saying about what we need to do to inform. And I posit to you that the big deal is we've got to inform by filling in some of the blank spots for parents, for professionals, for anybody else who's listening to our voice. Here's the thing. You know, I've worked with parents long enough to know that a lot of them do know the benefits of breastfeeding. And which, by the way, the one that really kills me is the one who can sit there, recite all of the benefits of breastfeeding, and then tell me they're going to formula feed anyway. Not only have I seen that in real life, I know that that exists in the research as well. And some parents might even be able to uh, show you that they've got some effective techniques for actually doing the breastfeeding, you know, the how-to piece. But they still have a lot of holes in their understanding of what they're getting into. Over the years, I've gotten a long, long list of questions that mothers, grandmothers, and everybody else has asked me over the years. Trust me, i got piles of these. And most of these are questions that involve simple, everyday issues that pertain to day-to-day life. Things like, is it okay if I go in the jacuzzi? Is it okay if I get my hair colored? How about if I get a tattoo? Is that okay? Do I have to give up chocolate? Is it okay if I fill in the blank? In fact, I did one entire podcast that was titled, Is It Okay If? Because I get these questions all the time. So you might want to go back and look at one of those. I would also suggest that another reason why we've got to do more than just preach the benefits is that we've got to debunk the myths. We've got all kinds of junk floating around that people honestly believe. They believe what they've heard, what they've read, and yet not everything in print is accurate. 
a recent study looked at 1,300 websites, that's 1,300 websites, to get a grip on whether or not the information was accurate. Now get this, one source said, and I quote, only 43.5% of these 1,300 websites contained recommendations that were in line with the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations, while 28.1% contained inaccurate information, and 28.4% of the websites were not medically relevant, unquote. So every day, I maybe not every day, but a lot of days, I hear this. And I hear this from professionals, too. They tell me about some fact that they've read or heard. And I will tell you that when, for example, when I'm teaching my lactation exam review course, which, by the way, registration is open for that, or when I'm teaching my comprehensive lactation course for those who are just learning to be an IBCLC, when they say that, I say, okay, good, tell me, tell me where you got that information. Give me that link or quote me that author. And I will tell you that I have never, never, never in the history of almost 25 years of preparing IBCLCs for their exam, I have never gotten anyone who can point to it. And that tells me that they're not confident and that maybe that's not really true. Okay, so the next thing I would tell you is I think that when we are informing, I think we need to do something about correcting the misperceptions and the misinterpretations. Because some people have been exposed to that written or verbal information, and yet there's another thing that kind of messes them up. And it's usually a misperception or a misinterpretation. For example, here are ones I've heard. My breasts aren't leaking. So therefore, they think they don't have milk. My baby is asking to nurse or wants to nurse every 90 minutes. So therefore, they conclude that he needs formula. My nipples are sore, so my baby needs to have his tongue clipped. Oh, brother. Uh, better watch my show or listen to my show with Dr. Pamela Douglas last year. Uh, she kind of really derails that one. And I have another show coming up on tongue tie, so please stay tuned. And on and on the list goes. But really, it's about helping people to get past their objections. Honestly, when I worked in the hospital, I had very little time to talk to people about their feeding decision. My favorite question was, tell me what you've heard about breastfeeding. Because that question elicits a response that reflects misinformation, misperceptions, or a lot of times, just flat-out objections to why they don't want to breastfeed. So if your informing sounds like more like preaching, well, maybe it is. So try meeting people where they're at. The information needs to align with that person's individual needs and beliefs and values. And having your own canned speech or line of patter, you know, honestly, that probably doesn't really cut it. So... That's what I want to tell you about informing, because you do need to inform people, and which, by the way, we have a download for that. You should check it out at moribiancuso.com. But then I want to move on, actually, to anchoring breastfeeding, and I know I won't get all through this in this segment, but I want to talk to you about anchoring, because the World Health Organization, excuse me, the World Alliance for Breastfeeding 
action has emphasized that we need to anchor breastfeeding as the foundation of life. And here's what I get when I start talking about that. People are kind of like, yeah, you know, Marie, that's kind of like okay for those people over there, but it doesn't really pertain to us U.S. people. Well, I kind of want you to rethink that. They talk about food insecurity and wiping out malnutrition. And you're thinking, yeah, Marie, really not so much so here in the U.S. Well, millions. I said millions of people in the U.S. live in poverty. This is a fact. Sadly, about 8% of children in the United States are food insecure. Now, do the math. That means that about one in six households are food insecure. And these kids go to bed hungry every night, and they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Okay, It's not like they can look forward to the morning. There are a lot of health consequences to this, not just feeling awful about what it's going to be come tomorrow. These kids typically have poorer health. They're often malnourished. And uh, they have cognitive development that isn't, well, I guess I should say, lagging cognitive development. And that's really not surprising. Why so? Because their brain doesn't have enough of the right kind of food. So the next thing kind of happens is they don't perform well in school. And we know what happens when you don't perform well in school. You don't get a good job. You don't go to college. You don't have enough money because you don't have a good job, blah, 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 blah. And that becomes the poverty cycle. And that poverty cycle is very real. So I propose to you, what would happen? Just what would happen if these kids could get their mother's milk for as long as possible, hopefully for more than two years, to grow a strong brain, what would happen? They would have better cognitive development. They would have a better immune system so they wouldn't be out of school as often. And throw in a little bit of education and some financial success, and you and I could have the power for maybe just one family to help them to break out of the poverty cycle. Attachment issues are another thing that happens. Why so? Because hunger is a basic need. Now, for those of you who took developmental psych, you know what I'm talking about, the whole Eric Erickson stuff. The kids have to, they're, they're the very first milestone that they have to have uh, uh, behind them, sort of, so to speak, is trust versus mistrust. Well, if a child cannot trust that his parent is going to provide enough food for him, that's kind of like a major big deal. So he's not going to be able to trust his parent for other things. So you've got some attachment issues here. And then, of course, the next thing that happens is without good nutrition, these kids have got either acute or chronic illness Along with it, stomach aches, headaches, colds, chronic illnesses, you name it, they've got it. And all of that might have been, maybe not eliminated, but at least reduced if they had been able to get off to a good start with breastfeeding. Now, here's the other thing. What about food security in times of crisis? And people say to me, oh, no, Marie, we don't have that here. Oh, yeah, we do. How about Hurricane Sandy? How about Hurricane uh, Katrina, 
how about Hurricane Andrew if you're a little bit older? Or how about, uh, boy, I'm going back a ways here to the 70s. Uh, I lived through Hurricane Agnes. I can tell you that we do have these natural disasters. And if you are involved in a hurricane, a typhoon, whatever it is where power is lost, clean water is not accessible, if you have got adequate emergency support, you can continue to breastfeed your baby, and you can't do that with formula feeding. Don't miss out on a fabulous show that I had with Dr. Carlene Gribble. I think it would be fair to say she's probably one of the world's greatest experts on emergency preparedness, and that was only a few months ago, so check out that uh, particular show. And then, before you go, remember that I'm going to come back and I'm going to close out this section on anchoring breastfeeding. I'm going to talk a little bit more about human food for human infants and other forms of malnutrition that we have. So, Remember, visit me at mariebeancuto.com for your freebie download and come right back because I'm going to talk more about how we can anchor breastfeeding as the foundation of life. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso. You will find me at mariebiancuso.com where I have my blog, and I also have freebies for you to download in celebration of World Breastfeeding Week 2018. But I want to get back to my point here, which is, remember now, the objective was for us to anchor breastfeeding as the foundation of life. So I want to talk a little bit about human food for human uh, human infants. And that is, first of all, I think that I am, I I know of three other species that routinely feed their babies other species foods, but most species do not do that, except for stupid us, okay? Because all humans, whether they're born in the United States or elsewhere, they need to grow their brains. And there's just one kind of food that is perfect for human babies, and that would be, ding, 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 human milk. That's right. Human milk for human babies, it just makes sense. Even after human milk, even after solids have been added, human milk is still the perfect food for human babies. And I want to talk about malnutrition and overfeeding. Why so? Well, because a lot of people don't really think about Overnutrition, overfeeding, they don't think about that as malnutrition, but it really is. So, yes, undernutrition is malnutrition, but overfeeding is also malnutrition. And it's really important for us to recognize that. The World Health Organization does report that children who are exclusively breastfed have lower rates of childhood obesity, this is a fact, okay, as well as they are at less risk for being overweight or obese later in life, because breastfeeding precludes the introduction of inappropriate feeding practices early on. You know, yesterday I was in the grocery store and I saw this little girl that was about three years old, and she was, by anybody's standards, obese, and all I could think of to myself was, Oh, honey, you are doomed. How are you ever going to lose this weight? Because you are already as round as you are tall. Okay, so what about childhood obesity and breastfeeding? Actually, uh, the World Health Organization reports some actually better news, which is those children who are exclusively breastfed uh, have lower rates of childhood obesity, but then they give the The other piece here, and this is more of the Centers for Disease Control, I'm sorry, Uh, 
this is what the CDC says. They say that not only is obesity a negative factor in, on one's health, but in 2008, ready for this? In 2008, which is the most recent statistic that we have apparently, or at least as good as I could find, the estimated medical cost of obesity was $147 billion. Now, I said $147 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars. And the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC here in the U.S., reports that 13.9% of children ages 2 to 5 are considered obese, with one in six children and adolescents who are considered obese. Now, the good news is that children whose mothers are enrolled in WIC are they're beginning to see actually some declines in breast excuse me in obesity rates. So that's good. But we gotta do a whole lot more work to pull down these obesity numbers, okay? Here's another reason why it's really important to anchor breastfeeding as the foundation of life because breastfeeding is a sustainable food source. It's natural, it's environmentally safe, it doesn't create waste through packaging and production, and doesn't create any pollution. That's pretty different from producing formula. Here's like a little factoid for you. Producing over two pounds of powdered infant formula, now two pounds isn't very much, it requires over 1,000 gallons of water to produce two pounds of infant formula. And finally, it's better on the family's budget. According to the Surgeon General, if 90% of families complied with the recommendation to exclusively breastfeed for the first six months, the United States would save, ready for this? They would save $13 billion. That's $13 billion with a B, billion dollars annual, annually from direct costs. That is, oh, formula and doctor's visits and so forth and indirect costs. For example, parents had to take the day off uh, from work because the kid was sick. And this also includes the cost of premature death. So you could say that breastfeeding is free, and that would be true. Or you could say what my friend Jim Acre says, and by the way, rifle through the uh, archives of Born to be Breastfed, you'll see that uh, Jim Acre was also my guest, and he says, breastfeeding isn't free, it's priceless. So, I hope that that will help you to think about how we can inform. So, next I want to tackle engage, okay? As part of World Breastfeeding Week, we are urged to engage with individuals and organizations for greater impact. And many people like to engage by bringing cookies and having balloons and stuff. And I, I trust me, I'm all for celebrations, food, I'm a foodie, uh, all, I'm all for that. Bring on the balloons, the whole bit. But to have impact, we're going to have to do this engaging year-round. 
So how can we do that? Well, I would suggest that if you are employed in some sort of a healthcare profession, that you can ask yourself how you can do that as part of your regular job. For example, for me, a big one was getting involved in policy writing. Now, I didn't know a fig about policy writing, okay? And I've since then read entire books on how to write effective policies, and I teach other people how to do it too. But that's one way that you can engage. You can become a mentor to a newbie. So let's say you're a mother and you're not currently in the workforce and you might be thinking, oh, come on, Marie, no, 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 mentoring is not for me. I'm not a seasoned healthcare professional, a seasoned professional. Well, yeah, you are, actually, you are. You're a seasoned professional mother, like the most important job in the world. So, yeah, you could mentor a newbie. That could, in some circles, be called peer counseling. You are very much in a position to mentor other people. But let's say you're a healthcare provider. Look around. Somebody in your facility needs to mentor or to, to be mentored. So engage. Tell somebody about our scholarship. We offer the Felix B. and Cuso scholarship every year. That scholarship is worth up to $1,300. You could tell somebody in your facility about that. That'd be a good thing. Next. Try to bring your message to an outside group. You know, I hate to say it, but a lot of us breastfeeding folks are just, we just kind of get talking to each other all the time. But you may want to look at people who are using preventative strategies for cancer or obesity or hypertension or whatever. And try to connect with those people, too. How about spearheading efforts for the baby-friendly hospital designation? Go to my blog. I have written tons. I don't know. I didn't count them up, but I bet you I have got, uh, gee, I don't know, some 10 or 20 or 30 blogs as related to the, breast, the baby-friendly hospital designation. I give you plenty of hints for how to get going on that, and you can call me if you need more. Here's another one. How about volunteering? You could volunteer to help with emergency preparedness in your locale, which I just alluded to a few, few minutes ago. And I said, take a look at that podcast that I had with Dr. Carlene Gribble. She gives you plenty of ideas. How about donating to the milk bank? Okay. Again, I did a podcast with Kim Updegrove, and she told about how to become a donor. Here's another thing. Maybe your baby has died. I did a great podcast with Amy Wright Glenn, and she talked about how some mothers are donating to the milk bank because it is a healing power after their baby has died. Or shucks, maybe your childbearing days are over. You could use your car to help transport milk to the milk bank. You could write or speak as an informed citizen. Where are those opportunities? I blogged about one where I had an interesting talk with a woman who was in the YMCA locker room. But I took that opportunity. How about if you're a traveler? Well, you could take pictures of the lactation rooms. Because i got to tell you, some of them are just a stall. But that helps to raise awareness. How about becoming a coalition leader? Boy, talk about a way to engage. 
check out my podcast with Tina Cartarelli. She clearly said that anyone, anyone, anyone can start a coalition even if they've never done it before. Even if your life circumstances are uh, too hairy right now, offer to help somebody else start one. You could become a peer counselor, a member or a leader of a breastfeeding support group, whether it's La Leche League or Breastfeeding USA or any number of other things, you could volunteer. And if you're still looking for other ideas, I promise you, I can find a few for you. Check out my website. I'm sure I must have addressed this as well. And so meanwhile, what I want you to remember to do is to remember that we have a special going on for World Breastfeeding Week all week. Make sure you visit my website. It's mariebiancuso.com. We have a free download for each objective. And also, you can take advantage of these and you might even win the $25 gift certificate if you put your name in the hat. That's all it takes, folks. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed, where I'm talking about these four objectives for World Breastfeeding Week. And the last one is to galvanize, to galvanize action, to remember that breastfeeding is part of good nutrition, food security, and poverty reduction. So if you're thinking that galvanize is a zinc iron alloy, actually there's another definition, and it means to stimulate or excite as if by an electric shock, because I'm here to tell you, an electric shock has a heck of a lot of power. So how are you going to get your power? Now, a lot of people sometimes assume that I just got power, I, I don't know, somehow like I was magically born with it, and then I got to the hospital and I could just snap my fingers and command the entire facility to support breastfeeding. <laughs> nope, not even close, all right? Uh, in almost all of my positions, I was in a staff position, and I could change the system, yes, but certainly not because of any legitimate snap-my-fingers type of power. So here's the thing. What I had to do is I had to get past that idea, and I had to bump into the 1965 model from French and Raven where they said that each of us, each of us, has six different power faces. And all I had to do was find mine. And you're going to find yours, too. So the first one that they talk about is coercive power. Well, guess what? Very few of us are going to find ourselves in this situation. Uh, Generally, unless you're a king or you're a government, you're not going to be able to coerce and then punish people if they don't do their thing. Uh, for, for, for example, if you don't pay your property tax, yeah, the government can garnish your wages. However, let's say you're a quality manager or a policy writer, for example. You could probably coerce people into doing something that you don't want them to do for breastfeeding. Why so? Because you can have them punished if they don't do it right. Now, what we all lust after is legitimate power. That's what bosses have. They kind of snap their fingers and... They have the power to hire and fire, promote and demote, give raises, you name it, I've got it. Well, actually, I don't have it, except that now I own my business and I actually do. But when I hospital, I didn't. So if, if your position gives you legitimate power, you can make rules about birthing and breastfeeding and pretty much everything else you want. But a lot of us are not in that boat. What about reward power? Yeah, sorry, folks, but most times that's what the boss has, too. But there are some creative ways around that. If you do the scheduling, maybe you could give somebody an extra weekend off. 
If you're a charge nurse or a team leader or something similar, maybe you could make some desirable assignments, maybe even if it's just first lunch, okay? Maybe training opportunities, whatever, whatever. It just You might be able to find a way. But the, what I really want you to be aware of is expert power. If you have expertise, and I believe you do, you have a ton of power. If you're one of those people that somebody is always saying, oh, wait till Marie gets here. She always knows that kind of stuff. Or, oh, yeah, why don't you ask Marie? She always has the answer to that. Or, yeah, Marie generally solves those problems without too much problem. If that's the case, if you're here and that, you suddenly realize, holy cow, I'm an expert. That's kind of what it took for me. So if you're one of those people that can always grasp the priorities in critical situations, suggest solutions to thorny problems, or, or maybe just use good judgment in complex situations, or, <laughs> this is kind of a double-edged sword, but you know, maybe your boss always assigns you to the toughest cases. Well, maybe she does that because you are the best expert in your facility. So if you have acquired the respect of your immediate colleagues as well as colleagues in other disciplines or, or maybe those even outside of your facility, guess what? You have a lot of influence because you have a lot of expertise. Here's another one, referent power. This happens if you're perceived as having some sort of special attractiveness like for instance a lot of celebrities have some special physical attraction or some kind of uh, charisma maybe you voted for politicians you like okay that's referent power well you too probably have some referent power if you've got some sort of special charm that makes everyone like you or Everybody wants to go to lunch with you or you can make everybody laugh. Any of those kinds of things all could make you have good referent power. Frankly, I have a little of that, not a lot of that. And the truth of the matter is that I've always relied on expert power to have influence. And guess what? I've got my own show now. I have, I have expert power. I'm also in 65 different countries getting my message out. Now, informational power, I don't see too many of us in that boat. Um, informational power is where you can withhold information that enables other people to do their job. I, I, I kind of doubt that you've got that. And those who lead by using the influence of their position, that is coercive or legitimate power, tend to instinctively rely on those and only those power bases. Truthfully, the rest of us, have to rely on some other power base. And for me, almost always, it has been ex the expertise power. I want to encourage you to stop worrying about the fact that you don't have legitimate, snap your fingers, boss type of power. And then I want you to remember you are never, listen to me, you are never without power. You just got to find the kind of power that you have because we all have it. And I admit it, for a whole lot of my career, I have relied on expertise to exert influence and to lead change. And I have been highly successful at that. Did I need to learn more about being a strong leader? Sure. Do I have more to learn? Absolutely. But the truth of the matter is, 
I have power because I have expertise. And that's what I would hope that you would have as well. Now, I want to invite you to a couple of things. First of all, I want you to really seriously think about whether or not you could go to iTunes and help me to help others. Because if you like the show and if you rate it and review it on the iTunes store, it'll mean a lot to me as well as everybody else because that's the way that we get to have more influence with this show. We reach more people and we want to reach way, way, way more more people. So don't forget to go to iTunes, rate it, review it, share it. It helps us a lot. And don't forget, we've got some cool specials that are going on this week. You're going to want to be part of that. And it's all happening at MarieBianCuzo.com. Again, that's MarieBianCuzo.com, M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O. Come to my website and look look at all the stuff that's going on my Facebook page as well. And be sure that you review, rate, and share. If this was valuable to you, you will help me to protect promote and support breastfeeding and in helping me you'll help each other and you'll help everybody else on the planet happy world breastfeeding to all of you remember your baby was born to be breastfed see you next week thank you for tuning in this week to born to be breastfed please join marie biancuzo next monday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.